Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 10. The Terrible Secret. Part 3. What happened, Bobby? Mother asked. It was the rake, said Phyllis. Peter was pulling at it, so was Bobby, and she let go and he went over. Stop that noise, Peter, said Mother. Come, stop at once. Peter used up what breath he had left in the last squeal and stopped. Now, said Mother, are you hurt? If he was really hurt, he wouldn't make such a fuss, said Bobby, still trembling with fury. He's not a coward. I think my foot's broken off, that's all, said Peter huffily and sat up. Then he turned quite white. Mother put her arm round him. He is hurt, she said. He's fainted. Here, Bobby, sit down and take his head on your lap. Then Mother undid Peter's boots. As she took the right one off, something dripped from his foot onto the ground. It was red blood. And when the stocking came off, there were three red wounds in Peter's foot and ankle, where the teeth of the rake had bitten him, and his foot was covered with red smears. Run for water, a basin full, said Mother, and Phyllis ran. She upset most of the water out of the basin in her haste and had to fetch more in a jug. Peter did not open his eyes again till Mother had tied her handkerchief round his foot, and she and Bobby had carried him in and laid him on the brown wooden settle in the dining room. By this time, Phyllis was halfway to the doctor's. Mother sat by Peter and bathed his foot and talked to him, and Bobby went out and got tea ready and put on the kettle. It's all I can do, she told herself. Oh, suppose Peter should die, or be a helpless cripple for life, or have to walk with crutches or wear a boot with a soul like a log of wood. She stood by the back door reflecting on these gloomy possibilities, her eyes fixed on the water butt. I wish I'd never been born, she said, and she said it out loud. A lock of mercy was that for, asked a voice, and Perks stood before her with a wooden trug basket full of green-leaved things and soft, loose earth. Oh, it's you, she said. Peter hurt his foot with a rake. Three great gaping wounds like soldiers get, and it was partly my fault. That it wasn't I go bail, said Perks. Doctor seen him? Phyllis has gone for the doctor. It'll be all right. You see if he isn't, said Perks. Why, my father's second cousin had a hay fork run into him, right into his inside, and he was right as ever in a few weeks, all excepting him being a bit weak in the head afterwards. And I did say that it was along of his getting a touch in the sun of the hayfield, and not the fork at all. I remember him well, a kind-hearted chap, but soft, you might say. Bobby tried to let herself be cheered by this heartening reminiscence. Well, said Perks, you won't want to be bothered with gardening just this minute, I dare say. You show me where your garden is, and I'll pop the bits of stuff in for you. And I'll hang about, if I may make so free, to see the doctor as he comes out near what he says. You cheer up, missy, and lay a pound he ain't hurt not to speak of. But he was. The doctor came and looked at the foot and bandaged it beautifully, and said that Peter must not put it on the ground for at least a week. He won't be lame or have to wear crutches or a lump on his foot, will he? whispered Bobby breathlessly at the door. My aunt, no, said Dr. Forrest. He'll be as nimble as ever on his pins in a fortnight. Don't you worry, little Mother Goose. It was when Mother had gone to the gate with the doctor to take his last instructions, and Phyllis was filling the kettle for tea, that Peter and Bobby found themselves alone. He says you won't be lame or anything, said Bobby. Of course I shan't, silly. 
said Peter, very much relieved all the same. Oh, Peter, I am so sorry, said Bobby after a pause. Well, that's all right, said Peter gruffly. It was all my fault, said Bobby. Rot, said Peter. If we hadn't quarreled, it wouldn't have happened. I knew it was wrong to quarrel. I wanted to say so, but somehow I couldn't. Don't drivel, said Peter. I shouldn't have stopped if you had said it. Not likely. And besides, as Rowie hadn't anything to do with it, I might have caught my foot in the hoe, or taken off my fingers in the chaff-cutting machine, or blown my nose off with fireworks. It would have been hurt just the same whether we'd been rowing or not. But I knew it was wrong to quarrel, said Bobby in tears. And now you're hurt. And now look here, said Peter firmly. You just dry up. If you're not careful, you'll turn into a beastly little Sunday school prig, so I tell you. I don't mean to be a prig, but it's so hard not to be when you're really trying to be good. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.